to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. And gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, we're going to be recapping the international break that was for America over in Dallas, the 2-0 victory over uh, against Chivas in the Super Clásico USA. We're going to be talking a little bit about some Coapa news. And of course, we're also going to be previewing the upcoming match against Mazatlan. Um, all right, then. And of course, joining me as always, and because... Uh, one of the big reasons as to why we pushed the podcast a little bit late today is none other than Brooklyn's very own AJ. AJ, how are you, my man? Um, doing good. Trying to live a little bit of pain, but here I am and excited, ready to talk all things Club America, as always. Definitely, definitely. Glad you can make it on. Glad you were able to get out of that New York traffic. We know that is no joke, especially someone who has witnessed LA traffic. It is, uh, yeah. It's, it's definitely something. And, of course, joining us today I've, uh, is none other than honorary co-host himself, Mr. Ivan Hernandez. Ivan, how are you? What's going on, gentlemen? Uh, happy to be here once again. Um, yeah, just, you know, ready to talk all things Aguilas. Definitely, definitely. And you know what? Before we start, I, I do want to, um, you know, say that, you know, we our, our, our best wishes and prayers go out to everyone right now in Mexico City after, uh, and not just Mexico City, but Mexico in general. We know that Mexico City isn't the only part that was... Uh, that was affected by the earthquake that just happened. You know, a lot of talks about, you know, seven point something magnitude uh, earthquake. Uh, all we do hope is that everyone is OK. Everyone is safe. And, uh, you know, best of best of wishes, excuse me, to to everyone down there in Mexico. We hope that everyone is fine and hopefully everyone is OK. Um, but I do want to start off the podcast with that, acknowledging that because it is uh, breaking news and it is something that, of course, affects all of us since knowing that we have family down there. Uh, hoping everyone is safe and sound in that aspect. Also, on another note, uh, I do want to give a huge shout out to Ivan himself because uh, he was uh, just detrimental in making the Liga Mekis English community match happen um, and everything that happened in that day that you guys saw in and around. Uh, Ivan, so thank you so much. I just want to come on the record and say thank you for helping us out with everything, man. And I mean everything. Uh, you were a vital part of it all. So thank you, man. No, of course, man. It's my pleasure to, you know, host the community in my own backyard. You know, uh, that field that we played on is a field that's near and dear to me. Uh, you know, grew up on that field and now I get to get back to the community on that field. Definitely, definitely. We got some people already coming in, asking a couple of questions, saying we freed AJ, but not Christian. Christian is still yet stuck in traffic. And then we have Chris also saying, AJ, did you find that training kit at Ross? Question one. <laughs> man, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> so that's probably a guess, Chris. Okay, it was on. It, it was in the sale, um, and of course, AJ. AJ's always in the know about where to get his kids. Uh, but like we mentioned, gentlemen, uh, we were going to talk Super Classico USA. Uh, I'll give you guys a little bit of an insight of what happened. I was able to go down there, be there present myself. Um, we'll get into that, and we'll talk a little bit about some co-op news. Chris, Christian would have been the one in charge of it but since he's not here i'll step in and kind of give you guys shed some light into what's going on in and around the world of america get these guys to perspective on everything and then of course we're going to be talking Mazatlan versus america big game right before the Concacaf champions league matchup that we have next week against philly at philadelphia so that's something to kind of take into note uh in regards to how this america side is going to line up against Mazatlan. um but without further ado gentlemen let's get started Let's talk America versus Chivas in USA territory. America ended up coming to Dallas in what was a hot, and I mean hot day in Dallas, gentlemen. We were talking 97 degrees and up with a humidity of about 40 to 50%, and that was no joke whatsoever. Uh, the game was played at the Cotton Bowl, a very much legendary stadium in Dallas. And what can I tell you guys? The atmosphere was really what makes these games what they are at the end of the day. AJ, your dad was present at the game. He can attest to what I'm about to say. There's nothing like an America game here in the States because it, 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 it has kind of this ambience that you just don't regularly get, not in an MLS, MLS game, and not even in a 
home game at the Estadio Azteca, you see the flares, you see the drums, you see, you, you know, the, oh, what are those, the, 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 what are those called, AJ? The strings that they throw out on the pitch. I get <laughs> Like silly string, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know, but but it's it's all of that. It's all of that, you know, it, and and it really makes the atmosphere. I mean, you guys saw it from TV. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, it was just yellow. Like it was just yellow smoke everywhere, yeah. and like you're like, who's playing in what position? But honestly, the fans that made the travel, the fans that were there, absolutely made them make the game for what it is. Um. And and really, truly, it's it's always and, and I've said this before. It's always a pleasure being able to go and cover these games because um, they are just unbelievable to see what the fans are capable of doing. Um, and again, America, I think, uh, is the real winner out of this because you know, whilst Chivas did have their supporters, I will say this, and our good friend Kari, may she be listening to this or not, can attest to the fact that it was mostly America fans in the stands. I would say it was roughly a sixty forty in the stands. I would even push it a little bit and say 70-30, but we'll give it the, we'll give it the 60-40 and a pretty good uh attendance as well. Well over 30,000 in a hot day in Dallas, Texas, believe me. It's uh, it was no joke, but yeah, no the fans were there. It was amazing, but AJ, let's talk a little bit about this game. You were able to watch the game uh consistently as you were helping me out with some of these gifts. Uh what takeaway do you get from this, right? 2-0 victory at the end of the day. We left it a little bit late to secure the, uh, the the W, but overall, a victory is a victory, especially against Chivas. AJ? Oh, I think we lost AJ for a second. Oh, wait, no. Okay, I heard the, I heard the last couple of parts, just like what I, the takeaways from this game, Um, just overall, yeah. it was a great feeling. It just seems like the players from the get-go, even though it's a friendly it's a super classical, so you know what's at stake here. This is essentially like a mini preview to what's to come up for in the turn in the season. And just all in all, America gave it their all. They really didn't really allow just at any point time to take over in the entire game. For the get-go, America, we had to score, and look, we didn't. 50 seconds, we scored, and from there on out, they knew it was game on at this point. As soon as the ball got rolled, so all in all, just really nice to see this America side. Get the victory against Chivas, and they seem to play really well in my eyes. And can't wait to see how they play in the season against them. Definitely, no, definitely. And Vinas, like you mentioned, getting on the scoreboard fifty-four seconds into the match. Trust me, watching that, uh, it was a, it was it was definitely a a delight to see Vinas getting back on the scoring sheet in the way that he does. I haven't, as a player that has been struggling with injuries and with this kind of cloud looming over him, that Solari may not be, uh, you know, he may not be in Solari's favorite pick. What do you think this goal does for him? I mean, I think that anytime you're coming off an injury, battling the injury bug, you know, to score, just period. Um, it doesn't matter where it is, who's watching, who you're playing against. It's it's big. It's a confidence builder. It kind of gives you, you know, the it helps you refocus your, you know, your mindset to just kind of like, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce back, and kind of to backpedal a little bit what you're saying in the atmosphere um, that the fans of America bring in the states in particular. I think that I mean. No, what better place than to do that? You know, even though it's an exhibition match, and even though you know it was really hot and and all the things that kind of you know people would say, ah, oh, you know, game doesn't really matter. It's being played in the states. It's in a FIFA, you know, FIFA week. You know, it's just you know it's a money grab, like they say, right? For him, I mean, I'm sure that meant everything to score in front of a majority of maker crowd, um, to score coming off of an injury, um, and so early in the game, you know, to kind of really just show them that they're here to, like AJ said, to really kind of duke it out for the game, regardless of what it actually means. I think um, I think it's important for his confidence. It's important for the team and the players they got to play that maybe don't get the minutes regularly. And I think more than anything, I think it sends them into when they do have a Super Classico in a couple of weeks here in September um, on the right leg, knowing that, hey, we got you guys in a, you know exhibition match and we're coming to get you guys in regular season two. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it perfectly because I think Vinas needed this game because it, it was always going to be hard to fit him in somewhere because of, you know, the fact that you have Roger who wants to f- play that number nine role and you have Henry who's come off a pretty good Olympic run. And and whilst maybe he hasn't found his footing in the league yet, you know that he's capable of doing stuff. So like, like you mentioned, Vinas in this game, absolutely amazing. And um, I, I'll say this much too. You, it's things that maybe you can't notate when you're watching the game, but as you're there on the field, there's a lot of important stuff that he was doing. Um, a, a lot of physical battles that he was winning uh, and a lot of good, interesting runs that he was making as well. 
So uh, Vinyas definitely, I would say, has lifted his hand up and maybe has poked a, a you know a hole in Solari's book and said, okay, you know what, maybe possibly he could get some minutes against Mazatlan. And Jacob asking here, do you guys think Vinyas should start against Mazatlan? I think he deserves to, to be honest. AJ, your thoughts on Vinyas and his performance? Really solid. It seems like, you know, Henry Mbrante hasn't really been the most consistent player as of recent ever since he came back from the Olympics. And when Vinyas got the opportunity to start, he stepped right up and scored a goal. And I think at that point, that might have just shown signs at, me, at um, Solai saying, start me. If you really need someone to just get you the goals and have an impact on me from the get-go, put me in. Especially since, you know, he's got a good record in CONCACAF. It's coming right up. And I feel like this is the time really to start giving Vinyas minutes again to start him getting back um, his form that we first saw when he first arrived in America. Definitely. You know what? Vinyas was, a, I think, sunburn after the 26th minute of the match. They did a zoom in and he looked red as a shrimp. So hopefully they are put some olive, uh, uh, some, um, I was going to say olive oil, but no, not yeah, olive I know. oil. Sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some sunscreen, some aloe vera. Because uh, yeah. the man's definitely going to need it. But no, yeah, it's 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 good. It's it's a confidence booster. And you know, another player that maybe isn't highlighted that big because he didn't get on the score sheet, but I thought had some pretty interesting uh first 30 minutes was uh Benedetti. I think he also had a pretty good important game. Uh AJ, you saw him, he was moving stuff around, he was causing havoc. He wasn't really hitting all the strides, but you saw him you saw some good stuff from him. Yeah, no, just Looked really solid, gave himself involved in every play. Unfortunately, he wasn't really able to finish the shots that he did happen to get. Would have been nice to get his name on the score sheet. But all in all, what's most important, he did not come out with any kind of injury whatsoever that I know of. No dust got into his eyes. Um, his toenail didn't like fall off. So like that's good. It's gonna see that he <laughs> played a good amount. Nothing bad happened. So all in all, though, happy to see that he's back, gained some minutes. So it's good things. Yeah, it, it, it's always important to get those minutes under your belt, especially like we mentioned, two players that we thought maybe weren't even going to see that much minutes in Vinas and, and Benedetti. Now, two players that potentially get, you know, themselves on, on, on a pretty good track record. And who knows, we might see them against Mazatlan because, look, it is it, it, it is a hectic week. If you think about it, I mean, these players uh, that are in, during, in their national team have to come back on, on Thursday, have to come back Thursday, and luckily enough, it's a home game against Mazatlan, so they don't have to travel, but they have to train, they have to get ready, and then they have to, you know, play against Mazatlan. And then afterwards, we have to go travel to Philadelphia, AJ. And then we have to come back home, and then we have to go and, you know, travel to Toluca, which, again, granted, isn't that far, but still, it's a road game. Um, and, and so it's like, it's like, boom, 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 fast, fast, quiz. It's It's just, these players are going to be gassed. And you know, I feel bad for them because FIFA really threw them under the bus saying you were going to play three international games and you guys are just going to have to figure it out. Um, and so that's that's going to be interesting to see how well our squad depth is, which I think we might have a pretty good squad depth up front in that number nine position and even in the camp position, because I think you have Fidalgo, uh, Cordoba and um, Benedetti who can play those roles. It's that right wing side, AJ, that worries me the most. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, no, good stuff, promising stuff. Um, I mean, let's 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 talk about the fact that, you know, whilst America does leave it late, you know, the kid, youngster, Emilio Lara, gets himself on the score sheet. You know, this is a player that a lot of us were talking about. A lot of players, a lot of us wanted to see him get some minutes, especially in these type of games. Comes up big, scores a goal. I mean, as, as for a youngster, what does this kind of do for him, Ivan? I mean, it's kind of same as um, Vinas. You know, it's, it's a confidence builder. I think that regardless of, I'm kind of pretty much say the same thing in the sense that regardless of kind of where you're playing, who you're playing against, where it's at, time, place, it could be on Mars. It doesn't matter. You get on a score sheet, playing with the first team players, it means everything to you, and it and it really carries you forward. Um, and I think that you know, with that though, it has to come how you guys are saying, like, okay, so now what happens now? What happens next? You know, because it does nothing for you know these guys to get on the score sheet and play well and perform well and next to get mission game and then you go back to Liga and you know your number doesn't get called, you know, then the opposite starts to happen, right? You start to kind of wonder what am I doing wrong or what I what need what do I need to do again. So it's really important that when these players get on the field, especially the youngsters, you know, they, they fight every ball, you know, they 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 you know, because at the end of the day, that's how minutes are won and that's how you win positions over. And I think that um to your point, 
you were saying earlier about squad death, I think that that also plays a, a factor into that. You know, you, you have all these weird situations to travel, the, you know, and between now and March, we're going to continue to have, um, you know, the, the three fixtures for the Selección. So there's going to be guys that are going to be out. And I think it's a perfect opportunity for some of these guys to step up into the, into the roles. And, and yeah, I'm not saying necessarily win the role over, but definitely prove that with it. when they're in the field, they can perform. Definitely. I think that's the most important thing. And I think that's what Solari wanted to see from these players was that, hey, I just need to know that you can step up to the moment. And I think for the most part, the majority definitely raised their hand. I I, I thought Fernando Madri, uh, you know, Madrigal had himself quite the game, mm-hmm. AJ. I, I thought he was a pretty good, solid player. Do I think he's a starter with the players that we have? Probably not. But I always said he's coming in and trying to do a Joe Corona role where he's not necessarily mm-hmm. going to be the starter. But if you need to fill in spots here and there, he's your man. And so he looked very solid, very comfortable on the ball. And that brings me a little bit of, you know, comfort in knowing that, all right, we have someone off the bench that can come in and do the job. Um, and also, surprisingly enough, our center back partnership between Bruno and Aguilera actually looked pretty solid this game, AJ. Um, and that's something I didn't expect to see. I saw Aguilera making some runs that I saw that I only see my center back in Sunday League make, where he just thinks he's going to be able to take everyone and anyone on. And uh, he almost got there. He almost got there. So uh, it was interesting to see that, you know, confidence from not just Emma, but Bruno himself, who's the captain for that game. Um, so again, another clean sheet for this defense, whilst it is a friendly, but again, something to boost that morale. And I think I mean, we can we keep touching on that note. All of this at the end of the day is a confidence booster. And and that's why I kind of want to go back to you and say, what are these type of game? you know, put yourself in, in a co- coach perspective, because I know you, you do coach. What is what do these type of games do for your squad, especially knowing that you're coming up and playing, quote unquote, an exhibition match, but it's against your biggest rival and against fans that were just cheering you on throughout the whole 90 minutes. What does this type of game do for you morale-wise or, or, or mentally up for these upcoming games? Definitely, and I think just kind of to touch all perspectives, both player, manager, um, everything involved. I think that really um, th- this game in particular, right, uh, Chivas America in the States, in between um, you know, international break, I think is the closest thing that you can get to viewing your players play in real situations without you know being a meaningful game, you know because we all every, every team plays preseason games, um, you know in, in Liga MX they do it a little different. You kind of pretty much play your neighboring teams or you kind of maybe play a team from the Ascent or whatever. But those games are kind of just to kind of get guys fit, if we're being honest, right? Mm-hmm. But for these younger kids or these guys that are coming off an injury that don't don't see many minutes, this is as close as it gets as playing in an actual game against a rival that you actually want to beat, you know, that you care about beating, um, your competitive nature is going to show. And then, again, with fans that are there to support you before the game starts to after the game is over, you know? Um, so I think it's it's the ideal situation as a manager um, to see these players get some minutes and see what they can do. And, you know, I'm pretty sure some that pen to paper, you know, went down for Solari and he t- took some notes and, and probably saw some things that he liked. Um, he probably saw some things he didn't like. Um, and I think it's just... Um, First and foremost, you hope that nobody gets hurt, um, which, like AJ said, I think I think uh, we're all clear there. Um, so yes. that's like you know check mark. <laughs> uh, second, second, uh, you know you got the W, and third, you got some confidence going for some of these guys, and hopefully it can really translate to them filling in the gaps for these guys that we keep mentioning um, that are going to be out in international break. Yeah, and I mean, look, this is you know going to be interesting to see how we go moving forward because we like we mentioned squad depth is so important in this next month as well. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about an international break just three weeks from now, you know, well, a little bit more than three weeks, but less than four point is there's a lot of games coming up for these players. So it's, it's going to be exhausting. It's going to be a lot of rotation and hopefully America can do the job correctly. And I know this all falls under Solari, uh, but I, you know, it, it's, it's panning to look like it's, going so far so good aj you know yeah no just we're still undefeated lead that's one thing yeah i mean still supposed to be looking solid so far which is nice to see um faces that you really just don't see in the on the team that are getting starting minutes or so they gain sometimes to um prove themselves on the field and the side and who knows maybe in the future on the society they'll have something especially for these youngsters it's just to see players from from the from the cantera just you know gain some minutes 
seat and show everyone to what the fans this what could be the future generation for Club America and look at players like that like Emilio Lara look what he was able to do just to see him in that final third get himself in that position to score his first goal in an America jersey in the in the senior team and for a moment like him he really embraced it. he was really happy even all of his teammates were just happy to see a youngster like him after all that he's done to get to the first team playing Amistoso and score his first goal so that's what you like to see on all but so far, so good under Solai. We're doing pretty good and ho- holds a lot of promise for um, the upcoming matches for the future for America. Definitely. And talking about being excited, there was a fan that got a little too excited in that last goal. AJ ran into this, uh, ran out of the stands into the players uh, and hugged them and celebrated with them. I, I think he was able to that. Was, was able to take a jersey <laughs> and hop his way back into into the stands. Uh, so seeing that live, it was pretty funny. I uh, kid you not. I really thought that was like one of the guys, you know, who supplies with the kids and the team. That's what I thought. But then when I'm yeah. thinking, I was like, I don't see anything from that. So, but the guys didn't notice. They were all too busy celebrating Emilio Lara's goal. So, hey, yep. he, had, he, he had the it. right mind. He's like, I'm going in. <laughs> <laughs> he snuck in and he snuck his way back. It was hilarious. Let me tell but you. But that, that just much. proves that you, when you do that, you just got to own it. You know, no hesitation. Just get in there, get out. No one's going to question you. So, <laughs> but also, everyone has phones, so they're coming after you, my guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was everywhere. After after the game was over, his face was plastered everywhere on Twitter. Like, I, we were just in the press box. And I was cutting. We were just like, because I told her, I was like, he's there's a fan right there celebrating with them. She's like, what? And so then I came back and I showed her. I was like, look. And then she was like, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was, it was one thing to note, take uh, for that part. But you're right, AJ. Promising things coming forward and hopefully things, again, continue to be as steady as they have been. And, you know, so far, Solari's doing, I think, more than a good job in, in, in regards to how he's been able to manage all of this. But, again... That is a super classical in the United States. Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone that participated in uh, in in our previews. Whether we were able to take a picture of you, video of you, um, I know I had a couple of people come up to me, and, and it was great to, to to meet all of you guys. Say what's up. Thank you guys for all the love. Thank you for all the support. Um, and thank you for making this a possibility because without you guys, we wouldn't be able to go to these games. We wouldn't be able to be uh, behind the scenes and bring you guys content from the stadium. Uh, and to every Americanista out there that went and made the scene what it was at the Cotton Bowl, uh, thank you because you guys really, really made it all worth it at the end of the day. Um, and a huge shout out to Primetime Sports for organizing this event. I mean, completely completely outdid themselves uh again they did a great job with the fan festival uh you know i i think they did a really good job organizing the way the game was was you know was put out and so again prime time uh you know congratulations again you guys outdid yourselves and again dallas what can i say every time i go uh, that, that leaves me with a little bit of joy so thank you to everyone out there that uh, made it a possibility and uh, if anyone has any questions in regards to when the next tour Aguila date is going to be, well, that game is officially going to be in October. The first week, uh, first weekend of October is the second. So no, it's the second weekend of October, which is going to be the ninth. So for all of you in California, the game is going to be played in quote unquote Los Angeles. Although Ivan gets mad at me whenever I say that because it's not LA. Uh, it's going to be in Carson, California, at the StubHub Center at uh, StubHub Center. Sorry, Dignity Health Sports Park. Sorry, you know, it, it's... You change your name so many times, you can't even keep up yourself. Look at this. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Point is, the game's going to be there. So everyone who bought tickets to this game already from last year, before the pandemic hit, your tickets are still valid. So make sure that you guys do claim your ticket if you guys still have it from uh, last year. You guys can reach out to Ticketon. They will give you guys up to date all the information um, and to everyone who's going to be coming out traveling, let us know. And uh, we would love to make sure to have you guys on the podcast, uh, on our Twitter page, on our Instagram, doing some great content. So thank you so much, everyone. And we hope to see you guys soon for the next game in the Clásico Capitolino against Pumas at Dignity Health Sports Park. So hope to see you guys very, very soon in that aspect. But all right, then, gentlemen, let's move on quickly here. Let's talk Guapa News in the world of America. Um, oh, we got Chris saying, I might be there if tickets are available. Uh, Chris, tickets are still available. Uh, believe me, it's not sold out. And uh, right now, Chris, you're know. 40 bucks, brother. 40 bucks. Yeah, 40 bucks right now, Chris. 
So you can go hop on Ticketon.com and uh, you can go buy tickets right now, uh, not just for Chris, but for everyone who is interested in going. You guys can go and secure yourselves some tickets right now. Uh, but Coapa news, we're talking. Uh, so some pretty big uh, news coming out in the world of Coapa. AJ, it looks like, again, America seems to be flirting with this Granada player. Um, yet, I don't think it's actually going to become a reality. I think it's all smoke at this point. Um, I can't remember his name, though. What is it, Machis? Yeah. It's Darwin Machis. Darwin Machis. Darwin Machis. Thank you. Um, Darwin Machis, again, being heavily, heavily rumored. Um with America, but again, I think it's all tabloid news at this point. I don't see this actually being a reality. Granada doesn't want to let him go on loan. They want him on a permanent sale. America doesn't have the money, and to be honest, we should not be spending that ridiculous amount on a 28-year-old. That is ridiculous. Do like, come on, 12 million pounds for the guy? Like, no, not 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 worth it. So uh, that is not going to be a possibility. And like Chris said, we can't afford it. Even if America wanted to, we don't have 12 million. If we can barely scrap up 10. So that's not going to be a possibility. So it doesn't, it looks like, like I keep mentioning, it doesn't look like anyone's coming. Benedetti was going supposedly to leave to Mazatlan. All of that, uh, you know, broke down. And now we are officially stuck with Benedetti for the remainder of the season. I, I, I say that and it sounds like a bad thing, but who knows? It might be a good thing at the end of the day. Um, as far as any more additions, I, there was this rumor that I don't know where they got this from, but a Danny Alves potentially coming to America. Yo, I saw that on, on Instagram. I follow this like meme account just because I just see what kind of ridiculous stuff they come up with. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a really big Danny Alves fan. So I saw that one and I thought, nah. However, though, if it did happen, <laughs> I'm, I'd, I'd buy that shirt. Yeah, no, I know you would, but look, it, it sure. makes no sense from an American perspective. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. We have two right backs already. Like we, uh, bye, Jorge. We don't need bye, Rayun. Bye. I mean, he uh, he can play wing back. He he can play uh, play him wherever you want to play him. He'll play. Honestly, yeah. No, I mean, I I, I could see it if, but if come on, would we really spend it on on a on an international spot on a right back if George leaves? Like I just don't see it. I mean, um, I mean, which, by the way, right I back, right mid, right forward, right revenge. He's right, everything. He's right hand man. He's just, he's just all that right hand side. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I don't know where that Danny Alves rumor came. I, I I give it like a two out of ten for possibility. Um, so again, that is off the tables. Um, and that just pretty much wraps up as to players linked in and around the club. Correct, AJ? Yep. Yeah. So again, guys. Don't get your hopes up. I already told you guys this from the beginning. We're not signing anyone. This, 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 look. The only positive thing here, AJ, is that Miguel Herrera has asked for Santiago Baños. And that is, <laughs> that is the only positive thing we could take away from this. Now, is it going to be possibly happening? I don't know. Tigres have to give the okay. I think the guy who's doing their, his job at Tigres has been doing a pretty good job. So I don't know why they would want to get rid of him. Um, but again, Miguel Herrera has some pull, so we'll see. I mean, I thought he kind of did always have a thing for him, yeah. you know. So, That's but um, man. sell him for like quadruple what he's worth, and I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, Santiago Baños possibly could be leaving America. We'll see. Well, we'll as, as more stuff comes out, we'll we'll, we'll let you guys know. Um, Fichazo bombazo for Tigres. Yeah, what? definitely. Look, they got their own issues, and they want to listen, man. If we're signing them, I just feel really strongly about selling those guys' players. So if we're gonna sell them a player. I really want like kind of like you know in the in like the Premier League where like if United signs to Chelsea, they sell him for like fifty times what he's worth. Like that's what I need America <laughs> to do. Whenever we sell to Tigres or Monterrey, that's what we got to do. Just yeah, inflation. Of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Mexican player already is already inflated enough. I mean. We, Tons of examples. I mean, tons. Um, but as far as that, that's pretty much it, right, AJ? As far as transfers in and outs. Um, as injury updates, uh, the only thing I have here is a potential Renati Barra uh, return. But that is still on the fence. I, I think they're still trying to get medical clearance from that to give him the go ahead. Even then, I think he's coming. He would potentially, and this is a lot of quotation marks potentially coming back towards the end of the season. Um, 
but again, I, I I don't see how that actually happens. I I, I think Solari, we 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 know Solari. He's always been the type of manager to never risk a player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, look, he told he told Leo Suarez, "Go get your go get your surgery before you ruin your career and just take the rest of the season off." You know, so I don't think he would rush any player. You know, not even in a right wing position that we desperately need. So I I think for those people asking whether or not Ibarra would come back for the season. I don't necessarily expect it. I think that, you know, it, it this is just, you know, a lot of smoke at the moment and we'll see whether or not it actually pans out. But again, as far as injury reports go, uh, that is the only update I have, AJ, uh, unless you have anything else. Um, no, that's about it. That is about it, right? That is all we have for the moment. Alrighty then. All right, gentlemen, let's talk a little bit about Mazatlan. But before we do, let's remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. And if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys check out EEP. Check out EEP. Check out footcult.com and use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. I, I have to say, AJ, they've, some, they've dropped some amazing merch for the past couple of months. Uh, and if you guys like that, just wait what's coming up for the winter for the fall they have some really good cool stuff lined up with uh with with what they have coming out and we're going to try to do something special with them as well so you know some pretty cool stuff happening with focal then you guys want to get a little bit of the gear make sure you guys go check them out focal.com use the discount code eep at checkout to get 10 percent off and uh thank you to focal for sponsoring today's episode um all right uh christine america versus la banda recodo wonder why he said that he's like there was also an article about america wanting castillo back in the summer which i have several opinions towards that um i I don't i don't think he's coming back necessarily uh depending on how his um his his loan spell goes again don't expect him to come back so so uh so quickly uh chris saying eep hoodies is what i need and uh maybe that's exactly what we need to work on let's get everyone Nicely geared up for the winter. AJ, you know a little thing or two about the cold, so I'm pretty sure you'd be able to help us with that hoodie design. I, so. I don't think a hoodie cuts it for his weather. I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> this man this man needs a jacket from New York for New York. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know how you guys do it, AJ. Don't know how you guys do it. The sweater is all you need and some Tim's, you're good. All you need. <laughs> all <right>. Nice. Well, <laughs> Is it? I love the very New York essence of it, AJ. I really do. Uh, so we got AJ with that EEP Tim's. Oh, yeah, oh hell doing. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up? It'll be the first pair of yellow and blue Tim's ever to be put out. <laughs> hey, we'll make it work, man. We'll make it work. Oops, all right. Yeah, we're red. We, we know a thing or two about fashion over here. We know a thing or two. <laughs> All right, guys. Now, now I know why he said America versus La Banda Recodo because America is going up against Mazatlan. Uh, <laughs> I was a little bit lost there, but uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about this uh, Saturday's game against Mazatlan. Game's gonna be at 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. Games at home in the Estadio Seca Live via through the NA. AJ, what can we expect from this matchup? Right, I don't expect most of these international players to get minutes because. Let's be honest. You want to secure them for Philadelphia. You don't want to risk them. And if anything, you probably give them 25 minutes at most. Yeah, no. Just, um, if it's going to be like one of those games, like last time where we did go away against Mazatlan, I mean, we still play them. Um, and then really in a 1-0 draw, we just, I mean, a 1-0 win. We just really weren't able to do much. We won the game because of an own goal, but we'll take that. But I feel like maybe this game could be, um, something different this time. Um, just see some of the new faces who you saw, who you saw play against Chivas. Give them some minutes. Who knows? The youngsters. This could be an opportunity for them to just get a start. Who knows? Maybe we see one of them start or something, or just get some minutes at least. I have to see that. But we're in first. Mustang's currently in ninth. I mean, twelfth. The only player would really just be on the lookout for us, guy Milos Andreso. He's their go-to player when it comes to them scoring goals. He's got five games played, three goals scored. So really, I'd be the I'd be for him on the lookout. I mean, hey, it's a little bit of an America reunion concern. They have like some of our players from there. So and who knows? Maybe Mario Sunya could get the chance to play against him. He did make his debut against um, Chivas in the friendly. So 
will be interesting to see if Laida, Laida Lex plays a, a little bit of an advantage there. I, I, whilst I don't expect them to actually get some minutes in this game, AJ. Maybe off the bench, but uh, off the start, mm-hmm. I really don't expect Osuna to get some minutes. Um, Christine, I wouldn't be surprised if Ochoa still starts, though. And you know what? He's the only <laughs> one that probably would. Um, and I'm surprised he's played as many games as he has in the World Cup qualifiers. I thought he was going to get rested for the game against Costa Rica. Didn't. No I like it, though. I like it. Um, and it looks like he's gonna be starting against Panama tomorrow as well. But you got I mean, can I can I jump in there right quick with yeah, that? Yeah, jump uh, in there, jump in kind there. Kind of kind of not Aguilas, but Ochoa, you know, okay. So um from a manager perspective, I think he's doing the right thing and playing him every game, right? Because if that's if that's gonna be your guy come Qatar, come, you know, the rest yeah, of the next, qualifiers. Next year, yeah. You know, every month, you know, you need to make sure that him and the back line are in sync. And I think that if you're rotating him, Talavera, you know, whatever he was doing in the previous tournaments, it's kind of like, sure, he gets the rest, but we're not in a point in qualifying where, like, we can rest players. I mean, you have to rest players because of, like, the tough three and seven days. But, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't see a keeper game rotated until maybe we've, we've got some separation at top of the you know, the table or until we're pretty much got it in the bag. Hopefully it ends up being like that. But yeah, I, I think that he's doing the right thing by playing him all three fixtures. Um, and if Ochoa was going to rest a game with America, I mean, it would probably be this one. Cause then, you know, you have Philadelphia and there's no, way he's not going to play in that one. Um, yeah. So I think it will be interesting to see if he plays on Saturday or not, actually. Yeah. And you know what? I think he does. It's, and like I keep telling people, I've seen something in Ochoa that I, I haven't seen in a while ever since he came back from the Olympics. There's kind of like this, uh, I don't want to say a spark in him, but it's just kind of this, he's hes oozing confidence in ways that I haven't seen before. And um, he just like, he's like, I'm playing because I'm playing and no one's going to tell me otherwise. Like he is on form right now. And so I expect him to play against Mazatlan. Uh, the man, the man knows he wants to go into this World Cup as sharp as possible, and I think he knows in order to do that, you got to play consistently. And so he's one of he wants to play everything. Uh, so again, we'll see whether or not he gets to start against Mazatlan. I don't get it past him. I think he will. Um, but even if he doesn't, I think it it do him good. Get a little bit of rest. Get ready for Philly, and I think we're all in safe hands with Oscar Jimenez. Let's be honest. So. Let's uh let, let, let's see what happens, right? We'll, we'll, we'll question that. But now that we've talked about a little bit about this, uh, let, let's talk about potential lineups here, AJ. Um, I'll just go with mine, and then you add or take off whatever you you don't like, and then we'll discuss. And mm-hmm. Ivan could do the same. But uh, I'm going with the typical back four. I think, uh, like we mentioned, Ochoa starts in net, and then we have uh, I think Miguel Ayun starts on on the right. I think Jorge Sanchez gets some minutes against Panama tomorrow, so I don't think he gets the start against Mazatlan. Again, no need to risk this player, especially uh-huh. knowing that Philadelphia is coming up and they are fast. So, gonna have to probably secure George. Uh, uh, Isn't he coming off a red in a ways from the from the last game, or was that one before? No. George is who who got a red, AJ? And um the last time that um we played? No, no, no. No, no, no. Last uh do we even have a player on the red? S- somebody had a red, no, the last uh game against Leon. Am yes. Richard uh, Richard Sanchez. Richard oh. Sanchez. So he automatically gets the rest, and he was one of the international <laughs> players that you thought automatically would get the rest. That so, was intentional, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The guy knew already. The guy knew. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going uh, Miguel Ayun at right back. I'm going Luis Fuentes at left back. Controversial, I know, but hear me out. Uh, Emma Aguilera and um, Bruno Valdez in the center. And then, of course, in the midfield, we're going to go Pedro Aquino and Fernando Madrigal uh, in 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 the two holding positions. Uh, at camp, I'm going to have Fidalgo. On the right, I'm going to have Mauro Lainez. On the left, I'm going to have um, Salvador Reyes up top. Uh, I think Federico Vinicius gets to start. So, with that said, AJ, what do you add? What do you what do you take out? What what, what would you do? Who do you have on the right again? I have Mauro Linus. Mauro Linus, and then on the left you have Chava... Reyes, right? Yeah, on the left, Chava. Sure. 
No, I'm Chava. Yeah. And then Vinicius gets to start, and then Fidalgo on the camp. Oh, no, it seems to be solid. Midfield, I mean, I feel there's going to be like a lack of creativity just because they're two center defensive mids is what you're putting in there, even though Madrid got technically could play as a center mid. So if you need to move him away from being full on defense, you could put him as a CM. But all in all, I mean, I could agree. I couldn't agree with, I can agree with the um, starting 11. Seems solid. It's happy to see Vinas. If it does, does get the start, good for him. This is for, this is going to um, build on the momentum. And who knows, especially for the upcoming CONCAF Champions League match against um, Philadelphia Union. So definitely going to be good for his confidence. And, you know, hope to see him get a goal or two against Basatan. Definitely. Ivan, what do you think? I don't think Vina starts. I think that, I mean, he had a good showing against Chivas, but I don't think that he's at the point where he's going to start the game. Will he sub on? I think that he could definitely get some minutes as a sub, but I don't think he's going to start. I think that he uh, they'll probably go with um, Roger Martinez at the nine. Okay, interesting. Well, look, Chris saying, seeing Solari, I don't expect a big rest. And if that is the case, then I expect uh, Mauro Linus to get dropped to the left. Cordoba to play on the right, and then Chava Reyes most likely gets the rest, uh, and Luis Fuentes continues the left-back spot. Um, and then, of course, like you said, Roger would probably start in the ninth position, seen as kind of that's his go-to guy right now uh, up top. Uh, which, again... Yeah, I just don't see, him, I don't see him like abandoning that just because, you know, I think that, I mean, for the most part, I think Roger's been in reasonable form this, this season. I think that even when he's not on the stat sheet per se, he does a lot of the dirty work that a nine should be doing by dragging defenders and creating space for some of those guys on the wing to, you know, kind of get into the box. So, yeah, I don't, th- I don't see somebody um, switching the top guy for Vinas just yet, per se. Yeah, and, and, and talking about that, I mean, you have Roger Martinez coming off a goal, right, in an in, in international break. So, it, again, maybe you want to play off that confidence and, you know, ride it as high as you can. So I can see that. I can definitely see that. I mean, you have Chris saying his lineup is going Ochoa, Layun, Aguilera, Valdez, Reyes, Aquino, Madrigal, Fidalgo, Roger, Henry, and Linus. Drop Roger more to the right-hand side, which, again, he's capable of doing. Again, I don't know if he wants to do that, though. Um, Mary Jane saying Venus is to start. Solari needs to rotate los delanteros. Uh, and, and rightfully so, right? Because these yeah. guys are coming off international break. It's a lot of traveling. Yeah. So uh, we have Jacob saying Venus as a striker and Roger as right wing, and Henry uh, Chris saying Henry scored too. That's also true. Uh-huh. So I mean, a lot of a lot of stuff that Salati maybe needs to take in consideration. See, but but ag- again, that's just like the, the like it's a good problem to have because you see like yes. the depth. There's so many possibilities, and, and it's just exciting. It is, it, and and I think like right, that's the one that's the one headache every manager wants, right? It's yes, like absolutely. I, all absolutely. my guys up top are scoring. So, yeah, this is ideally what, what we'd always wanted. Uh, and hopefully he's able to kind of put, put a good piece together against Masatana. Now, Angel, you said Camilo Sambeso is probably the guy to look out for. Talk to me a little bit about their form. I'm trying to look up right now where Masatlan is at the table. And they're 12th and they're all in the last five. They've not won a game in who knows, maybe before that. Okay, so I'm looking at it right now. Last Lots five of- games. Two, three, four. Yeah, they, so the, the last game they played was a, one against Pachuca. So, lots of draws, play of losses. They've been three to twice in their last five games, which was against Leos and Tigres. Um, they do show fight though against the teams that they did happen to draw. They scored in total five goals in that time as well. But really, I mean, Camilo Sanvelas is just really the focal point of that entire attack, really. He's deadly. You see when he's completely healthy and eight feet in the ball, if he gets any kind of open space at any point, Ochoa's just better prepare himself. So for our defense, really, while I really, we will only really need to focus on him, mostly just Emma and Bruno just can be as sharp as they possibly can be because we do not want to have another snooze fest like we did last season against Barcelona where our only goal came off of an own goal. So hopefully this time, Things are different, and may we not have Emilio Santos score against us at Ladex. I really hope that and Nino, when this guy's like what 25, 26. So that guy's twenty eight, I think, at this point. AJ, what? He's, he's no kid. I'll tell you that much. He's got the uh, AJ baby face. That's why. Yeah, it's the AJ baby face effect. I see it. 
Uh, Chris Brand saying, just to kind of put in perspective, Emilio Sanchez and Colula are their starters. So that should give you some kind of connotation as to who we're going up against. Again, but at the same time, though, I just want to interject and say, like, myself, myself, to kind of what AJ was saying, I mean, my line sure is 12. They haven't won in five games. They've had, you know, they've been drilled 3 0 multiple times, but they're a team that makes themselves hard to beat. You know, they're a team that'll play you hard for 78 minutes, and then in the last 12, oh, dang, you scored three on them, you know? So yeah. you got to be careful because they're when, when on the attack, they're definitely a very vertical team, like AJ was saying, and we don't always do the best against those type of, those type of teams. Yeah, and, and look, I can see this game being a little scrappy for America, right? We're coming into this one last, you know, everyone's thinking, oh, Mazatlan hasn't won in their last five. America's top of the league, like, 3-0 is what everyone's expecting, right? It's going to be like that Juarez game, right? With that yes. Juarez game, everyone thought they were going to get blown out or exactly. blow them out. And then, yeah. And, and and that's the thing. It's like, you know, I expect more of that scrappy game than of complete blowout. Because, too, I see there's there's going to be some rotation. There's going to be some tired legs out there. Um, and, and so I, I understand this might get a little bit chippy for America. But these are the type of games where you kind of have to rely on your Fidalgos, on your Cordobas, on your Rogers to kind of pull a little bit out of nothing and make things happen for the team. Uh, when a team like Mazatlan will sit deep and try to get you on the counter. Because let's face it, that's what mm-hmm. they're going to do. They have speed. They know that they can unleash Camilo Sanbeso. He can outrun both Bruno and Emma. So we uh, we understand what the tactic is going to be coming into this. It's just. Are we capable of being creative enough in that final third to get the goals? You know, I don't know, AJ. It's because yeah, you're mentioning that because I've been looking at their last results. They seem to they have played a match where they featured five in the back, but a lot of formations either revolves around with three defenders. So in that final third, they definitely need to be taking advantage of what comes before that final third. It's their midfield. You have five essentially midfielders. You have one on the left, one on the right, and you'll have three right in that midfield. So really the chunk is for S America side, really is just having to just get past that midfield. Because if we are starting plays, if you can have like your Ryers, your Vinas, Fidalgos, Lainez, who's definitely got the pace and the physicality to be able to take on defense in that final third, they're going to need to just get through that midfield. They can get through that midfield from there on the defense. It's really all up to them to make the most of those open spaces that they have because you only got they only have three defenders to work with. If one of them gets caught right off, then from there on you have your other three that are right up front with you to take advantage of at that point. We don't want to end up in especially I really hope we don't see a repeat against what we did against Leon when we were occasion on 4v2s, 4v3s. We simply cannot finish it. So really it's up for America to take advantage of Masatlan if they're gonna be go- playing with a three at the back like they usually do. Yeah, it, it, it's being more decisive in that final third, right? Make the correct pass and hopefully finish your chances whenever you get a licking. So mm-hmm. we'll see if the team is capable of doing right. Whoever starts has to kind of go out there, show showcase. I mean, if the dentist is going to be playing, let's hope he, you know, he uses his ability and his speed to put something in for hopefully whoever's in that number nine position to tap it in. And, you know. I, ideally, we're expecting America to get the three points. They need to get the three points. I think this is the last game uh, you can quote unquote call easy in our table, in our, excuse me, in our schedule, because what's coming up next is no joke. Uh, I'm talking Philly. I'm talking, you know, Toluca. Toluca. And we have Chivas. I, I mean, this month is going to be hectic for, for America. So they need to, you know, start it off strong against Mazatlan and finish off big against, you know, your rivals, Chivas. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Again, a lot of a lot is on the line for America at this point. And granted, I don't, I didn't think we'd come into this game as league leaders uh, at this point of the season, right? The, the the team gave me a little bit of doubts, but we're here. Let's continue to build upon that because we know right across you turn that corner and it's it's a doozy. Yeah, but I think these are the types of games that. Um like, have got us to this point, right? Those games were, like, they're a little gritty. They're a little, you know, kind of, you don't know what you're going to expect from the other team. They're not in the greatest form. So you could technically, many times, America does undermine those teams. But I think it's been these ga- these types of games that you kind of, like, you know, 
you get through them and you manage a way to find a victory, regardless if it's pretty or not, these are the types of games that have got us to where we're at. And so I think that, you know, Jornada 8, Ocho, so it's like we're halfway. You want us, again, you would hope that you're building momentum. And Because and, if we get through this, I mean, I'm not trying to toot our own horn here, but if you get through this stretch of September, you know, October could be, you know, very kind to us in the sense of just kind of like you have San Luis, you have a Pumas that you kind of never know what you're going to get. And then you have a couple of matches at the end that are, you know, more difficult, like Cruz Azul and Monterrey. It always just gives us trouble. But, I mean, it, you really have to seize this moment to then be in a better position, you know, later in, in the league where you're not worried about, you know, fighting for, I don't know, that one point or whatever against Pumas. You're not worried about a potential, you know, how Stigas is going to, you know, at home going to go. And I think these are the games that have gotten us to where we're at right now. So it's a point that we keep this momentum going. And regardless of how it happens, we just need three points. Yes, yes. And and whilst that is true, I think at this point, Jornada's in, AJ. It, it, it's hard, right? It, it's hard for me to say this, but we need to see a little bit more of that style and identity continue to build and show for America for as, as much of 90 minutes as possible. It, it's been difficult. I get it. There's, there's had to be rotation. There's been injuries. I mean, the lack of no right winger, it definitely doesn't help that he can't execute his gameplay the, one he, the way he wants to. Uh, but we need to see a much more well-rounded America because once like your Jornada 11, 12 kicks in, it's like, come on, we need to be playing for something. We can't just be relying on scrapping three points here and there because that's not how you win a Liga. So it's 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 important to kind of build on that foundation that we've established and now get some identity, get some momentum, which I think we've been carrying it. But again, it's just, you know, continuing to have it is important. So again, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I like Chris saying Chivas is an easy game. Yeah, it's a classical, <laughs> so you never know. Okay, that's the only reason why we already beat those guys. You get the three points from uh, the weekend. <laughs> I, I, I wish Just it were roll, roll, roll them over. Roll them over. Roll them over, please. Roll them over. Uh, but we'll see. It, again, chippy, scrappy game potentially. I, I mean, it's gonna go two either ways. Two ways: a chippy, scrappy game for America, or a complete blowout against them. Uh, against Masaton, excuse me. So, we'll see what happens. Again, the biggest thing here is knowing that you come off with a good victory and you rest some key players because Philadelphia is right around the corner. I know we have that 2-0 advantage coming into the into their stadium, but again, mm-hmm. it's not comfortable enough for me. 2-0 is very deceiving. Um, so, you, we got to go with our A game against them. So, again, rest some players, make sure you're doing the right thing, and then... We'll see what happens on Wednesday against Philadelphia. Yeah, no. Um, just everything you've been talking about, America. I would hope that, you know, by the very end of the season, we find finalize our play style, the formations, the lineup. This is what we want to see because from time and time again, it just seems like where some of the doubts around America fans come in, it's in Ligia. And you know how our last two results have been in the Ligia in prior seasons. We just lose in core fouls. You just don't want to see that. Well, yes, now. Size dealing with the issue. We don't have that right midfield that we don't work. So, you know, he can't fully utilize the place out formation that he wants. He's complete because we just got no right midfield. So you're going to have to go with what you have. But hopefully with that um, little bump in the road, you'll be able to overcome it. And at the very end, most important, you lift that trophy that every American needs that wants to see and give us that 14 title. But just, yeah, no. This game against Mazatlán, you definitely want to get the win against them because later down the road, it's going to definitely be some tough opposition that we playing against, and you definitely don't want to be dropping any points against them because in worst case to come, we do start dropping points. We can see a drop in form, confidence, everything. You just don't want that to happen. No, yeah. Completely agree with you, AJ. Completely agree with you. But all right, gentlemen, let's talk about predictions here. If Christian was here, I think he'd say we definitely are betting the house. So with that mentality in mind, Ivan, what is your prediction for Saturday's game against Mazatlan? I'm going to go 1-0. 1-0, chippy, gritty. I like it. I can see it, and I can vouch for it as well because I think that's a very solid game. Um, but it's a clean sheet, and you know me. Whenever there's a clean sheet, I'm happy. I'm a All defender. Right? I like clean sheets too. <laughs> Who doesn't? Definitely. <laughs> AJ, what is your prediction? 
Let's go 2-0 because that's technically 3-0 under Solari. We're never scoring three, so sticking 2-0. We still yet to score three goals in, in this season, by the way. Um, can this be the game to happen, or are we going to wait until Chivas? Uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, I, I, I was also going to go 2-0, AJ, but I don't want to sound so repetitive. So I'll say 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one to America. Uh, it breaks my heart to say that because... You just gave the cliche, man. What do you mean? Like? Yeah. I, I I mean I'm not gonna say three zero like come on I know but I mean I'm not gonna get a three zero <laughs> but I, I mean I, 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 I mean zero zero it's technically a clean sheet you didn't want to be repetitive no, like me and I we don't so. we don't tie this yeah. game we don't yeah. tie this game we don't tie this game <laughs> we cannot uh, tie this game yeah no that that that's definitely two points dropped uh so yeah I'm going two one um people are giving us their predictions here uh Jacob saying uh two zero. Brace from Vinas. Oh, let's go. I like right. it. Uh, Diego saying three to one to America. Like, like that. it. Like it. Finally breaking that three goal curse, AJ. Hey. Mary Jane saying two zero goal de Vinas. All right. People really up. loving Vinas. They, they, they really want him to score. It looks like that's kind of the narrative. And let's hope he does. You know, that, that only brings joy to the Americanismo. And I'm pretty sure it brings a little joy to Solari as well. Look. Like, this is the kid that we first brought who at one point was literally going to retire to become a canicero in Uruguay. He got the sign to America, and the rest is history from there. Now we want to give it, everyone a reason to why we signed this kid in the first place. He's scoring goals for us. You like to see, you like to see that smile on his face, all of his teammates hugging when he scores. Let's keep it up. We only want positive vibes, really, for me. You don't want the best out of him. And, you, and most important, Makes a lot of happen, even though I think this man just doesn't crack a smile in the game at times. The only thing you ever see him do on the pitch when we score, he just looks at the behind the bench. He's like, get ready, start running. Or even to his assistant. All his <laughs> assistant ever celebrates the light is just either adjusting the mask or just going up to either talk to a player or something about like one little thing they did wrong. But it, it sounds like you miss El Piojo, AJ. I think you missed. No, <laughs> stop. I don't want to see. I don't want to see fights every time or him getting a you yellow. You want to see no. a, a gif of him running around looking like a red toad? I, I to de- pass out from how tight his tight is. Look, I deal. The only person I'll deal with with getting yellow cards currently is Craig Harrington. Currently, that is it. That's the only person I'll deal with with getting yellows when he argues. That's it. Well, look, at the end of the day, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Also, a funny thing to note, and, and I didn't mention this, but uh, some of the some of the uh, coaching staff for Solari was at the, the Dallas Mall when I was there. So, it, oddly enough, um, I saw them. They're trying to stay cool because it's, you know, yeah, hot. I'm sure, but I'm sure the hotels. It's funny because Ivan, you know, Kari as well. And, and so we were just hanging out, we, you know, we were together. Um, and we we went to go get um, uh, she wanted lemonade. I wanted some a, a quick snack. We were by the um, by the food court. I just happened to see these two guys with an America like just t shirt and some blue tracksuits. And AJ, you know which blue tracksuits I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Those navy, those turquoise kind of bluish. Those are I'm fire, like, you can't buy way. those. You can't you can't buy those unless you you bought them through the Amish shop, right? Which is only available yeah. in the in, in Mexico. And yeah. they don't ship over here, for what I know. So they don't, and it makes me so yeah. mad because they always have the team polo, which I always want. They always have the yes. like the full getup, which I can't get, and it's just like, come on. So I saw that, and I saw someone that looked so familiar. I was like, where have I seen this guy? I think I've seen this guy on TV, and I was like, oh, it's one, it's it's the coaching staff for Solari. They're at the mall, <laughs> so it was cool. So it was it was nice seeing them, kind of you know. Looking like normal human beings, right? Because <laughs> we, we, we forget. We forget sometimes that they're just human, you know? So they, it was nice. Absolutely. It was cool. Uh, but a, cute, uh, a, a little bit of a snippet of what happened. Uh, I was able to see some of them at the mall. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but all right, gentlemen, I pretty much that wraps it up for Masatlan. Unless any of you guys have anything else to say. Free Chucho huh? Lopez. I'll always say that. Free oh, him against Mazatlan, man. This is the time. Who knows? AJ, if he couldn't get minutes in an exhibition match against uh, Chivas, what makes you think he's going to get minutes against Mazatlan? I have exactly. hope. It's like America exactly. fans thinking we can score three goals on the Solari. Stop. I don't know. I think most have accepted it. Just, we're finally just cruising. Oh, no, no, no. Let me go say this. It's like America fans thinking we can sign a foreigner immediately. Yeah, with what money? So oh, Okay. No. 
that, that that's that's more realistic. Than the oh, thing. I keep I I keep bringing everyone back to Earth whenever they say that. Let me just tell you that much. Um, but all right, that pretty much wraps it up for us here. Uh, I just want to say thank you to AJ, thank you to Ivan as well for coming on today's episode. Uh, really truly appreciate it. Again, favorite time of the week. Been able to talk all things Aguilas with you guys, and uh, thank you to everyone that was out here in the chat. To Mary Jane, Diego, Chris, um, Jacob. Uh, if I'm missing anyone else, I'm so sorry. But yes, thank you to everyone out here. Thank you to everyone listening. Thank you to you know everyone that we saw at Dallas and to everyone that continues to you know like and retweet all of our stuff. Really means the world to us. We'll be back next week to talk uh, Philadelphia Union against uh, the CONCACAF Champions League. Maybe Ivan, you'll join us for that one. I think that will be fun. Uh, and we're going to have some Philadelphia experts on the podcast as well as to who that will be. Well, you guys have to wait and find out via Twitter. Uh, AJ, we'll be back here uh, Thursday to talk all things Lady Aguilas as well. This should be fun. We'll talk about what was an um, not embarrassing, but more of a disappointing result against uh-huh. Bulls in a game where I thought we should definitely walk away with three points. Um, and again, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But again, thank you to all of you guys for joining us today. Chris, with the last comment, saying, Ivan, the only one who didn't believe the Vidal rumors and still to this day <laughs> will not believe them. Um, <laughs> all right, you guys have a wonderful time out there. You guys stay safe out there. We'll be talking very, very soon. As always, uh, please wear your masks and stay safe. Until next time. And as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.